This is Wicked Roadie, a wicked good podcast about Rhode Island events and life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My name's Mary Larson. And I am Ben DeCastro. What do we do this? What do we do again? How does this work? We talk uh, about things that are going on and how yeah. life is. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're back. We should have probably like hit the welcome back Carter theme. Yes. Welcome back. Yes. But we are back. You are listening to the podcast that was voted best of Rhode Island by the readers of Rhode Island Monthly and... Over the course of the past, you know, few weeks, mm-hmm. there was another round of voting. We, we've, we've kind of taken some time off, but we know that a lot of people voted for us for your, you know, to yeah. support us and everything, which was awesome. We we appreciate that greatly. So thank you, agreed. Thank you Thanks. for that. Um, so Mary, let's let's kind of just address it. We are we're coming back now because it feels right. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's a good time. There's been a lot of things that over the past. 12 weeks or so we did one episode a couple weeks in and it was tough just to schedule because we usually do it during the day we would record this during the day yes when your children were at school mm-hmm. um but school stopped yeah it's full-time yeah. mary school right now uh, exactly distance <laughs> learning distance yes. learning and and i want to talk about that in just a moment yeah but we we had a nice episode kind of a a, a round table and that was early in the whole pandemic you want to mm-hmm. do a, a, an exercise in uh in in futility or just listen to something go back and listen to that episode which we recorded i believe right at the end of march okay I agree. Go I back, think it was at that time. Go go back and listen to it and see how wrong Blake and I were about some of our because the executive producer's Mary Mary's husband Blake uh, was was part of it there and uh, so so we're back and there's <laughs> we'll not have to go back and listen now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was probably wrong on everything. I probably said it was the flu was going to be done by Easter, which not the case. And then here um, I am with my bunker of of oh, yeah. ramen and. <laughs> And well, you, tomato soup. Uh, you've been hunkered down. Yeah. Um, so, so it's it's different now because the events that we normally would talk about aren't necessarily happening. Correct. They're virtual. Yeah. And so it, it it's a little tough to talk about that. But what we can talk about is Rhode Island life and what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And myself, you know, a a thirty nine year old male who you know works from home. Uh, do, I do a few different things, you know, between the videos, doing stuff for Cat Country, doing mm-hmm. stuff for my clients, doing stuff, the, the carpooling, which has been virtual. Mary, you are mom. You got two kids. Yes. Your, Blake has been working through this whole thing. Yep. Because he's essential. Doesn't <laughs> you he gotta feel special? have coffee. He feels <laughs> very special. And while it was all going down, also very, um, <laughs> nervous because everyone else was home and his his uh, his donut shop is right near a hospital so yeah. i mean yeah essential to keep to keep all those people you know caffeinated and and ready to go but um yeah he's been he's been working even more than he usually would i am looking for okay here's a nice giant wooden desk i am knocking on it <laughs> i have not been sick my allergies have been off the charts, but mm-hmm. I'm keeping on top of it. However, 
across the pond in the lovely Larson household, yep. you guys had a real scare at one point with uh, Sir Blake. Yeah, yeah. So he had a co-worker who, he had two co-workers actually, who were diagnosed positive with COVID-19. Um, and he immediately <laughs> came home and... I'm not, been, <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I will tell you in a minute okay. what I'm laughing at, but go ahead. <laughs> as Ben mentioned earlier, I have been uber prepared for this. As soon as the pandemic hit, my overly anxious insomnia mind, um, I watched Outbreak, I watched Contagion. I watched all these random like Jeez. documentaries. Oh, man, I, you! I was prepared, man. I was ready to go. <laughs> so, um, and I listened to this amazing podcast episode about a woman whose husband had been diagnosed and how she had to keep her house clean and quarantine her family from the kids. So I had listened to this podcast, and when Blake came home this day, with you know, he was super pale, and he said, "Mary." Um, I think I need to go live in the basement. And I said, yes, you do. I know what to do. I am so prepped for this. We've got a microwave downstairs. You've got a sink and soap and all the stuff you need. So he was quarantined for three days um, and he was able to get his test the very next day. At which point they also said he had a fever, which we were not <laughs> expecting mm. that. So that was a twist. Um, but luckily his his uh, test did come back negative. And just in case it was a false negative, we as a family remained quarantined for two weeks. Yep. Um, he, he didn't have any other symptoms. So that was good. Um, but, but what I was laughing at yeah. earlier was you, when finally the news came, yeah. you took to Instagram. <laughs> which you can follow Mary on Instagram if you want to keep up with the the with the Larson household. <laughs> yeah, the Larson lifestyle. Yeah, um, I like that. Living the life, living the Larson life. Mm-hmm. Um, you went on there and you said, "Great news! You know, we're so happy. We're elated. Blake's test came back. It's positive." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm watching it. And I'm like, I think I know what's going on here. <laughs> And then the next story uploaded two minutes later confirmed it. I mean, it's negative. It's positive news. He's negative. So congratulations. You don't have the Rona. Yeah. Uh, so, So he never had it. He never had it, but man, did he get to live life up. Like, he was a 17-year-old boy, pretty much, living in our basement, eating microwave pizza, having Mountain Dew, and playing video games all day, (laughs) while I was, you know, single parenting it, which, as we said, Blake's working a lot anyway, but he wasn't there. I had to break the news to our kids, like, Mm. okay, here's a scoop with Dad. This may or may not be happening. (laughs) So, I was unbelievably sleep-deprived deprived um yeah as i as i made that instagram post and the amount of people who flooded my dms saying what do you mean he's positive why are you smiling when you say this did you mean negative yes i did Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well it's, oh man well it, it's it's always the way there was an episode of the office which i'm a big fan of that show where uh somebody i think it's kevin uh who is one of the accountants uh like has has a uh uh, like a spot on his skin and he gets mm-hmm. checked out and he says you know you know oh you know it's it, it turns out it, it's it's negative and everybody's happy but michael scott is like you know he's throwing his hockey gloves he's like we're gonna beat this man he's like no no that's a good thing no that's that's <laughs> yes. that's you know oh and then he's like evidently negative news is good news when you have cancer <laughs> it's just one of those you know just those 
Typical Michael Scott thing. We may so, or may not joke in my house that I am very much alike with Michael Scott. <laughs> not in the, the bad ways necessarily, but um, yeah, in ways like that, just the naivete of like, oh, my brain wasn't working right there. <laughs> I mean, it's a positive news that he's yeah. negative. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, we dodged that, which we are so thankful for. Um, you know, we have, I haven't really talked about it, but we have had a loss in my family. Um, okay. so my, the grandmother figure in my life passed away, uh, due to COVID. And I actually have, um, my aunt has it now. So okay. it's, you know, it's crazy. It's just, it's, you know, you life life is continuing on in so many different ways, and yet it's still here and it's still impacting things. So it's a little bit like the Twilight Zone. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, you know. Susan's grandmother had passed away earlier in this whole thing back in April, mm. uh, and it was not COVID related. She was just it was due to age and just you know going through those stages of life. And I have had some friends who have had people who have passed. Uh, and some of them have been COVID related. Some of them have not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's still important to remember that the disease is still out there. The, the virus, I should say. Uh, and you know, it's still important to take a lot of these things seriously, but I, I I'm getting this sense as I watch a lot of, you know, the news and I try, I've been very cautious not to consume, you know, let it consume me. Uh, you're starting to see some people kind of lax down. Mm-hmm. Our doctors, our nurses, the people who kind of head up those elements have done a great job at managing the uh, the volume. Yes. And, you know, everybody doing their thing. But it's now time to transition into this temporary new normal. Yes. So... You know, so that, you know, in Rhode Island, if you're not from this area, that's phase two, which has meant uh, outdoor seating for restaurants, uh, 25% capacity at churches. Mm-hmm. You can get your hair cut. Yep. Uh, there's you get a bunch your nails of, done. There you go. There's a bunch of, but there's a, a bunch of different ways like they're doing it. And, you know, takeout was a big thing during that first part. Yes. Uh, but we're in phase two now, uh, phase one kind of brought on some things phase two has been uh, a little bit of an increase in you know amount of people you could see different things were opening up the state parks the beaches which was great because people needed space to get out yes and hopefully in a few weeks we'll see phase three but this temporary new normal mary I'm, i'm curious to know have you taken the kids out to not necessarily just to a park but an area where there may be more people around and you know what has their reaction been to okay why is everybody wearing a mask and you know mm-hmm. what has their experience been like so in the two weeks that we as a family were quarantined um we got the kids their own masks and okay. whenever we went for bike rides around our neighborhood we wore masks because i'm a huge believer of being outdoors getting some fresh air getting in that physical activity um, and we did make sure that we were staying away from people weren't on the bike pass during that time um you know but just tried to really limit ourselves so the kids are really used to seeing people in masks my parents their grandparents will come on by and they'll stop at the end of the driveway and in the beginning they were wearing masks as well so they're used to it but for the first time since 
what, March 13th, I took my kids to a venue, as you said, different than a park. I've brought them to Colt State Park. We've gone to other hiking trails, um, but I took them to a nursery to go pick up some plants. And that was the first time that they've been out with other people. You know, they had to wear their masks. We explained to them and I figured, you know what, this is an outdoor venue. This way they can, you know, still see other people. They can kind of have a little bit of semblance of life. Um, But my kids have been really good. I'm I'm very fortunate that they are five and seven. I'm very yeah. fortunate that really all they want in life is to hang out with me and to play their games at home. So they haven't yet. I was I was joking actually with my mom. I said if they were ten years older or even like preteens, they'd be going crazy not seeing their friends um, at yeah. this point. So, but yeah, we this was the first time that I've taken them out um, to a place, and it was it was nice, but also I'm glad it was that kind of a place for my kids because I feel like my kids would just lick every surface and every person they could. <laughs> well, and that's that's part of the this whole new temporary normal. And, you know, here's something, and, and tell me if you kind of, uh, maybe you've experienced this in some way, shape, or form. The hardest thing for me during this whole process or the last 12 weeks has been figuring out how people are handling this. People who I thought would be, I'm not wearing a mask, you know, you know, I'm fine, it's just nothing, it's no big deal. People who I thought would act like that mm-hmm. have been the total opposite, and they've got masks on masks, they're showing up wow. in hazmat suits, they are like, they are just so far to one side Mm -hmm. and the people who I thought, you know, okay, this person's typically a hypochondriac or they're footloose and fancy free. They don't really care as much. And it's the hardest thing has been like, Oh, okay. Is, is been kind of gauging that when I talk to somebody because (laughs) I'll be honest, I, I'll wear a mask. I understand a lot of the science behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's the problem is I understand the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the mask, I think Dr. Fauci in the beginning, and I would no way want to turn this political, but Dr. Fauci in the beginning said, you know, if you wear the mask, it might be good to put other people at ease mm-hmm. because they see it and they're like, okay, and, and sure, okay, it's, and to be honest with you, I don't want somebody breathing all over stuff. So if it's going to help cut down on, you know, the, the, how far your, your breath and your asp, you know, the, mm-hmm. the spittle goes. Uh, okay, fine, but I'm when I saw people wearing gloves in the car, going up to the door, grabbing the door handle, walking into the place, touching yeah. things with the gloves, touching their phone, dialing the phone, putting the phone up to the face with the gloves on the whole time. It's like you really people really need a lesson in cross contamination. I know, I know the gloves. The gloves are one of the things that. People ask me like, oh, Mary, are you wearing gloves? I don't wear gloves because it can't seep in through my skin. It can't be seeping in through my fingertips, you know, and I I wash my hands with soap and water (laughs) frequently. Um, But exactly. I mean, we're so used to if you're going to be touching your phone, if you're going to be doing these things, even if you're wearing gloves, it doesn't necessarily make a big difference. So I'm not a glove wearing person, but yeah, I'm a a mask wearing person. I do. (laughs) It's it's I'm I'm nervous about how it's going to be in the summer heat. Yeah. I don't well, know how that's going to work. See, and and listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, uh, you know, I, I you know, I understand what's going on. 
in recent days they've said oh there's a there's been an you know a, a bit of a spike or you know an uptick in mm-hmm. hospitalizations down south well this is a respiratory disease i'm not a doctor mary's not a doctor anything we say here is not medical advice always consult the cdc website and various you know official sites out yeah. there but this is a respiratory issue if people have asthma emphysema uh any kind of ailment that has to do with the cardiopulmonary system you know the breathing mm-hmm. naturally when it gets hot and humid out they struggle yes so now you start throwing covid on top of that mm-hmm. and if if there's a even like a little bit of it they're going to put these people in the hospital just so they don't get as bad that's my thinking mm-hmm. and that's my reasoning for why you're seeing an uptick i mean i i i i don't think it's that widespread the but it's sure you're going to see you see that naturally though that's kind of like you know cold and flu season in the beginning of winter you see an uptick in in people with cold and flu mm-hmm. so I, I think that that's kind of where i'm okay with the understanding of seeing some of the numbers kind of raise okay well some of these people you know they may have breathing difficulties and just the atmosphere is just weighing on them in addition to the rona it's just not, yeah, the the perfect storm, sadly. You know, whether it's allergies that have people flare up with asthma or anything, exactly. I mean, you're you're entering the humid season and could the allergy season sadly continues. I yeah. have been talking with different friends um, about how this reminds me a lot of online dating. Okay. Because like you said, there's this massive spectrum of how people feel about it, what their comfortability level is. You know, if they're wearing masks all the time, if they're seeing other people, how big their COVID circle is or their quarantine is, whether it's just their family or if they've got a couple of pods, um, or if really, you know, they're 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 being safe, they're washing their hands, they're not hugging people, but they're going out to restaurants and they're, you know, living their lives a little bit more. So it's this huge spectrum and you don't want to be necessarily offensive, especially to your friends. You know what I mean? Like maybe you have different Maybe differences in some things, but generally a lot of your friends may have the same beliefs as you. But sure. this has been very, like you said, it's very different. It's very different than what you would have expected. And having those conversations, it does. It reminds me so much of dating. It reminds me of like, <laughs> so do you see yourself having kids one day in the future? Or are you a smoker? Or, you know, how big is religion in your life? You know, these things that like do really matter to you right. are really awkward to bring up that if you're on Match.com or whatever the equivalent is nowadays, obviously, I'm I'm an oldie. I, I met my husband on Match.com. But these are things that I almost, that I do have to kind of kind of talk with some friends about. Um, I've had a couple of neighbors, we get together and one neighbor, she like brings her own chair and she will, you know, sit, sit on our lawn. The other neighbor, she's like, oh, you can sit on my chair if you'd like, but we'll still stay socially distanced. And then you get the other neighbor who comes over and just starts making out with Blake. It's (laughs) like, what are you doing, sir? Come on, leave my husband alone, please, sir. Right. Our play dates, you know, parents have different opinions when it comes to play dates. We haven't um, had any play dates yet for example so it's just it's really interesting and very awkward to be saying no thanks you know we're not (laughs) not seeing people yet or um you know but but it is it's just like you said that spectrum but i've been laughing to myself because it's like awkward dating all over again (laughs) that's that's a really good comparison to it i think it's you're right because if you want to 
because we've been so limited with the amount of people and the groups and stuff, mm-hmm. you, you want to, I almost feel like to what you were saying there, I'm just kind of thinking of it. You, you almost want to, oh, these people are hanging out with me. I don't want to scare them away. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's like that first date or, you know, after, you know, hey, I, I kind of like you, but, you know, uh, you know, are, are we cool? Are, yeah. It's like, are you cool with this? Or, you know. <laughs> Yes. Because you, you, I think you'll adjust, you know, to to what other people's comfort levels are, mm-hmm. and, and try to make them comfortable. But I'm only going to go so far. I'll be honest with you. I'm only going to, you know, I'm I I just there has to be some kind of levelty, some kind of you know, some kind of normalcy to it, mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. So, but still respecting the whole thing. So the new temporary normal, Mary, is, you know, the masks, it's the the distancing, it's not so much the handshakes, it's no hugs, you know, it's kind of this this kind of socially distant stuff. Um, also part of the new normal is summer camps. Now, this was talked about uh, recently, and, and summer camps will begin in a few weeks, but they're going to be different. There's going to be different uh, regulations and, and cleaning and how many kids can be there, how many kids can come into contact with each other. Are you doing any kind of camps, even if it's day camps or like a couple times a week? What is your thought or what do you, what is your plan so far with that? Yeah. So we're not doing camps. Okay. Um, and once again, I'm, I'm a more cautious person. So okay. we we did just envelop my mom into our COVID circle. So my mom's a cancer survivor. She's in that 65 plus crowd. So she's high at risk. And because of that, I, you know, Blake and I sat down, we said, okay, do we want to expose ourselves more to play dates and to camps? Or do we want my mom who's single, older, who's been alone for three months sure. to see the grandkids to come over here? You know, we can hug her. We can go to her house. Maybe she can babysit every once in a while. Well, she's <laughs> very, your mom is, I mean, geez, she is a Navy vet. Yes. She is uh, very active. Yes. There's, there's there's no dust growing, you know, there's no, no. dust settling on her. Yes, very anywhere. healthy. She yeah. is very active. So... <laughs> You know, so that's that's a really cool thing. So that's that's an interesting way of approaching it. Yeah. Um, not having kids, I I think I would probably, if I did have kids, if they were a little older, I would want to send them to camps mm-hmm. because uh, knowing that they've been out of school and really out of touch with a lot of people since mid March or yeah. when it all slowed down, I, I don't want going back to school to be their re-entry i'd love to have to for them to have a my you know somewhat similar normal yes. summer and also if again i'm you know i'm not a dad of, of, a, of a of a a child uh, at all but even of a, of a middle-aged child where uh, a middle-aged child <laughs> not a dad of a 40 year old uh, i'm like are the, you my dad yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> But I I also understand that there are parents, you know, you're you're fortunate, Mary, where you work a lot from home and you're able to shift what you do. Blake is able, he's got a little bit of flexibility, but he does have to work outside the house. Mm -hmm. I I need time to do what I do. My wife, uh, Susan, does what she does. She's been working from home, but, you know, we we have to get things done. So there's there's multiple layers to it. Plus, I don't want to have to drag the kids to the mundane activities like going to the grocery store because Mm -hmm. there's limits there. And you know, it's, it's, 
I'm not necessarily worried about everybody else. I would be worried about my child going to somebody inadvertently, not thinking about it, and freaking somebody out. So, yep, yep. I, I think I think in that sense, but especially as you said, for working parents, I mean, they need a break. You know, oh, yeah. so many people are expected to either be back in work or really holding up these schedules, and people are burning out. So, to be yeah. able to have childcare facilities now open, uh, you know, especially for like the young kids, and then summer camps for especially those those mid range kids. You know, you got the older elementary or the middle school, the ones that you can't really totally trust to (laughs) keep themselves busy or preoccupied or get a job um, that, yeah, if they have a structured, safe place where they can have that social interaction, they can move their bodies rather than just sitting on the couch all day. um, If that's something that they want to do all summer break, I I totally see it. Yeah. So let's take a quick step back before we we look too much into the future here. Um, Did you have a point where you kind of like... I don't want to say a meltdown, but just kind of like, do you hit the wall and <laughs> yes. you're just like, screw this whole thing. Oh. I'm done. <laughs> I think it was like the third week and I watched all of the Joe Exotic Tiger King Netflix oh, documentary. Yes. <laughs> Former employees sure. at Ring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was that was post the outbreak contagion um, pandemic binge fest. And then Netflix was like, you know what, Mary, you know what you need? You need Tiger King in your life. Yeah, um, yeah I think. I think by that point, I, I thought, like, what am I doing? You know, not just watching Tiger King, but this is really Groundhog Day. I think by three weeks, it hit me that it was Groundhog Day. I feel like for a while, it was different. It was scary, but also, in like, exciting. There was just this, like, you know, you wanted to know the latest information. You wanted to be on the up and up, and you're watching the governor, and you're watching all these different things. And then it just starts to sound the same every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel really weird. So, yeah, I'd say the third week topped with the cherry on top of the Tiger King. Yeah. I. How about you? <laughs> I, I didn't necessarily hit a point where I was, like, total, you know, meltdown or freak out. I know a lot of people who have had that, and they've talked openly about it. I, my frustration came at times where I would see things that just did not make sense at all, and I could see the frustration on other people, and I, you know, I felt bad for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most of it came in recent weeks where, as we were starting to go through transitions, we had this this kind of sense that okay, here's here's a, a set of rules, and you know, work within these parameters, and it's. And at some points, people were getting accused of trying to skirt the rules. It's like, no, we're trying to be creative and do things within the boundaries, not skirting them, but do things within the boundaries. And then what really got me to the point of like utter frustration was people had these these rules, people had these or these guidelines, these plans, and the interpretations were just by anybody's standards there was no there was no like consistency and things started getting pushed and think well you can't do this but you can do that okay i i can't go to the beach i can't go for a walk uh in, through colt park but there are there's an increase in pedestrian versus car accidents on the bike path because everybody's on the bike path mm-hmm. they can't mm-hmm. walk around in the park they can't go to the beach because that those are it's like and it was just at some point it was like, what are we doing here? This is just so counterintuitive. 
I'm not going to lie. One day, what, Sue and I, we got in the car. We went to Buzzards Bay in Massachusetts. Yep. And I just said, you know what? Don't post any photos. Yes. We got to the parking lot. There was, it was half full because they had blocked off every other space. We found a spot. We went for a nice walk and everything. And it was just like, this is fine. Like, we can handle this. You can be and, outside. <laughs> and it was just, it was just to the point where it's like, okay, there's too much. There's too much going on. There's mm-hmm. too much regulation. And if you try to do something, and then obviously, again, not to be political, but some of these things just really didn't make sense. And when questions started getting asked, you could see frustration in certain leaders' faces. And you got to hold these people accountable because they're just one person. It's, and, I'm and glad it it's was, not my job. I could tell you that. And, and I, agree, any of this out. I agree 100%, but it was just to the point of like, where are the priorities here what are we doing and you know i felt bad for people who were losing their businesses and stuff so yes it wasn't like a a, a epic breakdown but the frustration was mounting and you know i just needed to figure out a way to kind of blow through that Mm -hmm. so mary sometimes you have been very open sometimes you get anxious about things you deal with a little bit of anxiety i think everybody does yeah what did you do last week when the governor of rhode island said hey guess what Here's today's announcement. School is back in session <laughs> August 31st. Well, uh, during my Tiger King binge, I did contact my doctor and go back on anxiety medication. Um, so because of that, I think I handled the announcement of school August 31st pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... I. I, of course, used to be a music teacher, so I've been in touch with a ton of my friends who are still teaching. And this, of course, was all news to them. It was news to the school committees. It was news to the principals. They all found out about it at the same time that we did. So it's it's just really weird. Um, I'm excited for my kids to go to school. My daughter is going to be a kindergartner. Okay. And I want nothing more than for her to have the most precious, fun kindergarten year that we all know, love, like, and savor. You know, after that, it's all work. Let's be real. Mm. But kindergarten's fun. So I want her to have that fun experience, even if it means it's less kids in a class or a little different. So for them to actually be physically out of my house in a school makes me excited. On the flip Mm. side... I, as a parent, have not been asked my two cents about what's worked, what hasn't worked, what I would definitely recommend not happening if they continue distance learning in any way, shape, or form next year. So I've now taken it upon myself to write my principal an email. And I'm yeah. you know, saying, like, I don't know if you want this feedback, but... Um, how how are they supposed to know the parents' perspective? You need you of course are asking the teachers what's working. You're asking the administration, but as a parent, I want to make sure that our voices are heard because there are things that I think have worked well in distance learning. And yeah. no matter what, we have to factor in that. Yes, there's this August thirty first start date, but most likely there's going to be at least pockets of time when the kids are going to be home and we will need to be able to do this again. So I'm being realistic with it. I think that it's going to be. Very awkward, especially as a mom of a kindergartner and second grader, when all kids do is pick their nose and, you know, slobber on things and chew on pencils or crayons or whatever they do at that age. Um, not speaking for personal yeah, experience, yeah. but of course. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, not me. Um, but yeah, so that was my initial thing was, Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad the kids are going back. And then when I spoke to my friends who teach, they're like, we have no clue how this is going to work. 
So well, I think that was I think that was one point that kind of caught people off guard because you're right. There was a lot of people. There were many teachers, educators, principals, superintendents who were like, "Wait, what? Uh, what? What? What was that? What did you say?" Mm-hmm. But something again. We're kind of going back and forth on on a bunch of different things. What happened for the last twelve weeks? Distance learning. Some people are saying, oh, this is what homeschool is like. N- no. No. It's not. not. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> curriculum. Yes. All they did was take what was working in a corporate setting, and you know this as a teacher. Yes. I don't. I was talking with my wife, who has a degree in education. Mm-hmm. All they did was say, okay, the classroom is now virtual. And in some cases, in a lot of cases, that doesn't necessarily work out the best. Yes. <laughs> homeschooling, a homeschooling curriculum is completely different because it's it's designed to be done by one child. Mm-hmm. And timing-wise and 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 you know, how much work and everything, like you you're trying to entertain like 20 kids or 10 kids or 15 kids in a classroom at once while you're te- teaching this corporate lesson. It's a lot different than doing one-on-one. Agreed. And and, and that's what it turns out to be is a lot of one-on-one, even with distance learning, because kids are going at their own pace. And I talked to some friends. I have some friends that, you know, realize, hey, my kid has ADHD. I yeah. never realized this. And yeah. they called me because, hello, I'm patient number zero <laughs> when it comes to that. But it's as they go forward in, in coming to the 2020, 2021 mm-hmm. school season. There are some schools who are saying, look, we're going to designate one teacher or two teachers in each grade who are going to do a distance learning application for kids who are high risk, the parents Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable, whatever. So they'll still offer that and as a way to kind of as a relief valve for those. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, I know I have family and friends. They said the kids were just zoomed out. Yes. They're done at looking at the screen. Yes, completely. And, and homeschooling is not done staring at a screen. It is no. book work. It is, you know, they you know, the, intentionally because, you know, kids need to, to do that. It's, yeah, you can watch some lessons, but there's also, you know, figuring things out, uh, pen to paper, a pencil to paper, whatever. I have started to look into homeschool curriculums because yeah. I've thought, okay, if I'm going to be having a kindergartner and a second grader, um, you know, a lot of what has happened is I've had to teach my son because, you know, not every teacher is very well acquainted with Zoom or Google Hangouts or being engaging over a camera. Maybe they're fantastic in the classroom, but it doesn't necessarily carry over. Um, That I've had to be the teacher. I've had to teach how to pluralize a word, whether it's an ES or an S. I've had to teach math and it's sucked up a lot of my time um, when I should be working or focusing on my preschooler more. Whereas with homeschooling, there's often ways that you can make it a family experience. So maybe, for example, you learn about trees, right. but you have a kindergarten lesson about trees and a second grader lesson about trees. And then maybe you spend three days outside looking at trees, playing with leaves. So I've looked into different tracks. it. Yeah, yeah. Where you can kind of have like a family theme about it. Um, so it's a bit easier. So we're going to see. My husband, 
uh, does not want me to take on another project. As you guys can imagine, when I go in on a project, I go all in. So yeah. <laughs> he's saying like, pump the brakes. Let's see what the school district is going to come up with. But I, one of the things I just don't want is like, I don't think I, I, I don't think I can do an entire full year of distance learning. If God forbid, that's what happens for two kids in two different grades. In it's not lower school. No, you're absolutely right. It, and, and it's, it's the wrong application. It's, it's kind of like, you know, I have a Jeep Wrangler and I do projects around the house and every now and then I have to go get lumber. Mm-hmm. A Jeep Wrangler, even though it has roll bars and I can put lumber on top of those roll bars, a Jeep Wrangler is not equipped to carry plywood, although I've made it work. <laughs> a lot of straps and a prayer, yep, yep. but it's not a pickup truck. It's not, yeah. a, you know, it's, it's the wrong application. So I, and you bring up a great point because you're right. As much as these kids were thrown for a loop, the teachers were thrown even more so for a loop because they're not they're they're not that to say that they're not educated enough. They're just they are are in such a, a they have such great success. Yes. With teaching in a corporate, you know, classroom setting versus the Zoom, it was and I know parents, some parents were getting frustrated and, and at teachers and stuff. And, you know, it's almost like this is not what the teacher signed up for. Oh, not at all. Not at all. They you all know? need they all need all of the the naps and hugs. And well, they can't get hugs, but they yes. they deserve uh, so much right now for for doing all of this. And I know I'm speaking just from our experience. Our teachers have gone above and beyond. And as I said, it's not. It has not been ideal. It has been very difficult and frustrating, but I know that that can be said on both ends. So we've all been trying it, and this summer is so needed. Summer yeah. break, which for me starts on Friday. Yes. So I think we're one of the last school districts to end the school year. It's coming. Well, well uh, you know, and probably in three weeks, you're going to be looking forward to that August 31st date like it's coming like Christmas and counting down the days and <laughs> setting up the paper chain. So yes. we've, we've talked about a lot of different yes. things for, for quite a bit of time. Let's, Mary, let's, let's switch over. Let's talk about a great partnership we have with United Way. All right. So, of course, as Ben just said, we here at Wicked Roadie are very proud to partner with the United Way of Rhode Island to help spread the word about wonderful opportunities for you, your family, and your friends in ways that you can volunteer in and around Rhode Island. You know, Mary, there are people who have been working very hard through this whole epidemic. Uh, The United Way is an entire group of those people because over the past 12 weeks, the statewide impact of volunteers helping support virus response efforts uh can't it just simply can't be overstated and united way has been that like one-stop shop you know between food distribution holding supply drives uh being a, a supplemental digital technology coaches for distance learning you know volunteers and those who work with the united way have made a world of difference during this ongoing pandemic Agreed. And as Rhode Island continues to reopen and many begin to return to work, volunteer roles that were once filled, are they're now at risk of becoming empty. So in response, United Way is actively helping the following organizations to recruit new volunteers. Right. Well, as you can imagine, with the high number of homebound seniors and people with disabilities relying on the meal program, 
Meals on Wheels mm-hmm. is looking for additional volunteers to help make deliveries. I interviewed Meals on Wheels right before all this happened. Uh, and this is the 50th anniversary of Meals on Wheels. And, you know, we were talking about just the different events that they were, were planning and all this other great stuff. And they and uh, Megan, who was the, the, the executive director there, said, you know, we have a great capacity. We have great support. Their volume, their load, the demand for them went through the roof when this happened. Yep, I bet. Uh, so, you know, they need people. They need adults who are uh, available to drive. Uh, different routes throughout the state. You can sign up online or call Ozzy Silva over at 401-351-6700, extension 11. That's Meals on Wheels. The Learning Community is also looking to fill three one-year AmeriCorps uh, VISTA positions for September of 2020 this year. VISTA members are volunteers who receive a small living stipend, health insurance, and other benefits. Positions include communications and development, school culture, and information technology. Goodness knows we need a lot of that right now. So more information and applications can be found um, at my.americorps.gov or at our website, wickedroady.com. That's right. Everything we podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. It's, 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 it's you know where to find us. I've if you're listening, yeah. you know where to find us. So if you want to learn <laughs> yes. more about the United Way, or if you're in need of assistance, anything, just dial two one one if you're in Rhode Island, or go to the website and get connected to the help you need. <laughs> It's a little bit of a different show, but yes. regardless, we we talked about it in the beginning. Everything we talked about today can be found on our website, wickedroadypodcast.com. Folks, that act that website is active and it is still kicking. We're still here, so uh, go check it out. Go say hello. We are still active on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, showing you bits and pieces of our state that are bringing us joy. Um, you know, so many of you are able to go out and see the gorgeous spaces. We get to go to some of the beaches and to the parks. So if you're posting photos from around Rhode Island, and if you want us to see how you are making the most out of Phase 2 and soon-to-be Phase 3 of our reopening Rhode Island, please simply tag us in the description or use the hashtag WickedRoadie. If you are looking to get your message directly into the ears of our listeners, great news. We are back. You can just email us, wickedroadypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and it's a great way to you know really reach out to those who are your target customer. So reach out to us, email or on Facebook. That's right. Well, until next time, I'm Mary Larson. And just in case you forgot, I'm Ben DeCastro. <laughs> You're that guy. We know you. And you've been <laughs> listening to Wicked Roadie. We'll have more for you Probably next Thursday. We're gonna, I think we're, we're back. I think yeah, we're back. I think we're back we, too, we're guys. Back. We so, won't be as. It may not be as philosophical next week. We may just talk about <laughs> restaurants and how much Warwick ice cream I've consumed. Oh my gosh, it's so good, and yet yeah. lactose intolerance. Not uh, the best thing. Oh, I don't have to. I don't worry about that. So <laughs> send it my way. <laughs> I love it.